Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up Wrap up. on 95.7 The Game. And Ryan Covey with you. Warriors get the win again, 116-106 to 106 in Detroit. That's two in a row. Covey, the Warriors salvage par on this season opening road trip. A big fourth quarter, 39-30 dubs in the fourth. Andrew Wiggins with 17 of his 27 in the frame. Probably his best game as a member of the Golden State Warriors. James Wiseman a plus 23 as he continues to make massive strides. And even Kelly Oubre knocked down a three-pointer tonight. All in all, it was a little clunky here and there, but the Warriors being 2-2 two and two, I think is exactly the start that they would have hoped to have walked out of Detroit tonight with. Yeah, we won't quibble. Uh, we'll just take the dub and, and keep it moving. A, a terrific fourth quarter. Really nice burst from these guys offensively. How about that moment in the fourth quarter where Weissman gets up, uh, it, it blocks that shot, and then coast to coast, goes the other way, and just throws it down. The big man running the floor with the athleticism on display. And I don't think it was maybe Andrew Wiggins' best game as a dub. That was his best game as a dub. And And let's face it, like, that was certainly his most important game as a Warrior, right? Chance to get to 500. I mean, really anything that he did last year, say for maybe his Warriors debut, uh, was, I'm not going to say meaningless, but sure as heck didn't have a lot of long-term consequence. Like, this was an important game for this team to have, and, and Wiggins sure as heck played like it. Oubre did what he did on both ends of the floor. Good to see him at a three. And, boy, James Weissman just salivating at what this kid's future is going to look like. That athleticism, J.D., it's nice. It is nice, and it, it just leaves you wanting more. And, and as far as Wiggins' game goes, it leaves you wondering if he can do that on a more consistent basis because we've we've gotten the full Andrew Wiggins experience, I think, in the four games so far this season. Uh, and and the, the 17 tonight equaled the highest scoring fourth quarter of his career. I think about, about three years ago, he had a 17-point frame, but he knocked down the three-point shot tonight, and there were just times where it looked like the Pistons didn't have an answer for him, and the, the next step for Andrew Wiggins is do it against good teams too, because he, he played very well against both the Bulls and the Pistons, but in the first two games of the season was, was nowhere to be found against some, some stiffer competition. Yeah, and can we give it up for Damian Lee? 
I mean, seriously, just coming off the bench, playing a nice role, uh, hit another big three tonight to put this thing on ice. Uh, he's just been a, a really nice piece off this bench for Steve Kerr to go to, a guy that he can rely on. And, and again, like him playing the kind of minutes that he did last year where in a normal situation he wouldn't have the chance to do that, uh, this is where the Warriors can still maybe reap some benefit of what was an abysmal season last year. Guys like that getting a little seasoning. Juan Toscano-Anderson uh, getting the ankle rolled, coming out, playing in the second half, giving quality effort at both ends, helping the Warriors get second chance opportunities, which they didn't have a lot tonight. Uh, but I thought Juan Toscano-Anderson, just with his defense and his awareness, uh, was, was really solid tonight. It was a it was just a good team win, J.D. It was kind of one of those all-hands-on-deck, end-of-a-road-trip games. And you know how it goes in the NBA. Sometimes when you've been out on the road for a hot second, maybe some of the guys' heads are already starting to wander back home, and they're already on that flight back to the Bay Area. Uh, but these guys knew they had some business to handle in Detroit. And what a better flight home that's going to be at 2-2, two and two, right, as opposed to 1-3. and three. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the phone number to participate in the program. It's Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey. Warriors one sixteen. Pistons one oh six. So the Dubs now two and two, and they are home now for the next seven games beginning on New Year's night. Uh, at Chase Center against the first uh, will be the first two games against the Portland Trailblazers. Look, when the schedule came out, it, it, if you looked at it, and, and we both did on the final word, it was like, oh, Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee. My goodness, that that is going to be incredibly difficult. It's going to be hard for the Warriors, even if they play well, to maybe not be zero and two. But when you go beyond that and look at Chicago and Detroit, a couple of non-bubble teams going back to the summer, a couple of teams that were up there picking right near where the Warriors were uh, at Chicago at four, and, and obviously Killian Hayes going to Detroit at seven. Uh, you look at these two games as, hey, if the Warriors are going to be what they believe they can be this year, those are going to have to be two wins. It's going to have to be, especially if you can't win those first two. So for the Warriors to you know play Better in stretches tonight, certainly. A great fourth quarter. Uh, they were able to flip a game after they fell behind tonight uh, against a, a team that was that was banged up. And, and, and i got to be honest, the Pistons roster is, is yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of yikes. I mean, bad mix of old and young. But for the Warriors to right themselves in this game when a lot wasn't going well for them necessarily early and then right themselves after they had blown – uh, a, a a lead, a nine-point lead with a 17-3 run that they had in the middle of the third quarter and right themselves in the fourth to get a win, it, it, it tells you something uh, about this team and, and where they're at. Maybe not with the upper echelon guys so far, but still significantly better than some of the, the, the bottom feeders in this league. Yeah, you call them price of admission wins, J.D., and that's what this was tonight. If the Golden State Warriors are going to contend in any way, shape, or form for a playoff berth, just to even show that this is a you know a much-improved basketball team uh, and kind of signal their intent early this year, these are the kind of games you have to have, especially on the heels of how those first two games went. Uh, I wasn't, like I said in the, in the pregame, Jay, I wasn't looking for style points. We got some of those along the way. I was looking for some grit, some determination, and you know there were some things that weren't really working for the Warriors 
worse tonight. You know, they were getting they were getting worked on the offensive glass a little bit. They've been, you know, I think at times they've taken some bad fouls. Uh, you know, tonight they weren't hitting their free throws, especially early in this game. I mean, they ended up 26 to 36. Uh, so both of these teams were getting to the line quite a bit. But um, ultimately, when it mattered most in the fourth quarter, they just looked hungrier than the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, the Pistons lose Killian Hayes. Uh, Blake Griffin takes a big elbow to the grill from Weissman. You know, just going for the ball. Nothing nothing nefarious. Uh, but it looked like the, as the Pistons ran out of steam, the Warriors were gaining steam. And that's, you know, that's obviously a very positive sign for Steve Kerr. And, and oh, by the way, the one guy we haven't mentioned, Steph Curry. Steph yeah, Curry good. with his, his second consecutive 30-point game, 31 points. He knocked down 5 of 9 from 3, so an improvement over the 5 of 15 from Sunday night, and got to the free throw line eight more times in the ball game and knocked down all eight of them, which extended his franchise record free throw streak to 72 straight, the longest streak in the NBA, uh, going back almost a full decade when Dirk Nowitzki hit 74 straight, uh, in March of 2011. So we're coming up on maybe the 10-year anniversary of that. Steph doing big things and, and finding his way. But I think uh, before we get to the calls here, uh, Covey, it was also what the Warriors did with Steph not on the floor at the beginning of the fourth quarter that was as big a, as any stretch in tonight's contest. Yeah, and it allowed Steve Kerr to give those guys a little more time out there, and that's going to be the template. Like, you know, if the Warriors are in close games, the longer he can stick with that second unit and keep Steph resting, the fresher he's going to be for when Steph checks back in for that final push in games that are gettable, which were tonight. I mean, this was the recipe, J.D., 888-957-9570. We want to hear from you, Warrior fans. It's Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Covey on 95.7 The Game. How you feeling about this team now uh, that they are 2-2 two and two versus where we were uh, Christmas evening after they dropped the second of two blowouts to Brooklyn and Milwaukee? Let's get it started with Tony in Oakland. Tony, you're up first here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Tony. Hey, good to be on with you guys. Appreciate appreciate this time. Hey, you know what? It was like if you t- if you took a track professional tra- track player who's been on the layoff for a year and his first race is against Usain Bolt, he's gonna get blitzed. <laughs> That's what happened <laughs> with the Warriors. But so I see a team that's slowly starting to ground into shape. They, they got more confident. And the Wiggins, this is the Wiggins that we traded for right here. I would love to see him continue on, but I wanted to ask you guys: Does he look? more confident than he has since the time he's been there? What, what do you see? Well, I, I saw a more confident guy Sunday than he was in the first two games, and I saw a more confident guy tonight than he was on Sunday. The key for me, and thanks for the call, Tony, Ryan, I don't know like I don't know what it is. Is it is it the competition level? Is it the fact that he's not going up against Durant and Giannis and he's going up against you know two teams that that are among the bottom third of the NBA? Is it being prodded by the the two losses at the start? I, I to me it's more about what clicked, did anything click or is this just a continuation of what Andrew Wiggins' career has been to this point? Because, you know, you could make the case that this was this was a lower-level-looking basketball game, these last two games. And, you know, a cynic might tell you, well, that those are the kinds of games that Andrew Wiggins is, has built himself and his career around dominating. 
Yeah, and fair enough. Like, as long as there's the the word dominating attached to anything Andrew Wiggins is doing, I will absolutely take it. Yeah, and it's a little different when you're going against, you know, Patrick Williams and Otto Porter Jr. and Josh Jackson, uh, guys like that, a little bit easier. And, hey, whatever it is, if Wiggins is getting more confident, God bless him. And we know that he came into champ, uh, camp in, in a, a lot better shape and just really, you know, spent the time, uh, you know, during quarantine in the lab, you know, getting his yokes up. And, and clearly that's shown itself. Like, he just looks strong the way he attacks the basket. I mean, he's a physical specimen when you think about it with that wingspan and, and that burst. Like, this is the re- there's a reason why this guy was a number one overall pick, J.D., because he's, he's talented as all get out. He has all the physical attributes. He even has the skill when it comes down to it. It's just for him always been a matter of consistency and always been a matter of does he care. Well, the consistency thing, that's going to come out over time. Tonight, last night, definitely looked like he cared. And I, I think, too, he's kind of one of those guys, J.D., that, you know, when he goes as kind of the team goes, and, and maybe those two things are, are joined at the hip. And what I mean is, you know, when it's when it's packet in time, Wiggins is cool to play that game because he had plenty of games like that in Minnesota. He's got plenty of practice, right? But, you know, when he's in a close basketball game and, and it's a chance to make some plays and, and something's on the line and you're actually playing for something, I think that's, you know, he, he tends to get a little more energetic and a little more involved. Uh, there's just guys like that. Right. You know, the, they get up for the moment and maybe you call it playing to the competition. I call it, you know, being being accountable in crunch time. And he was tonight for sure. So hopefully we'll see more of that. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors wrap up John Dickinson, Ryan Covey on ninety five seven. The game Warriors get the win tonight in Detroit. One sixteen to one oh six. So they now are two and two on the season. Pistons drop to zero and four. The Warriors back in action on New Year's night, Friday night at Chase Center. The first of a seven-game homestand as they will take on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Warriors best defensive game to this point of the season as well. We saw a lot of signs of a team that spoke of their belief that they can be top 10 defensively. They were active. They were forcing misses. Again, opponent matters in this thing, and they played better uh, in the game tonight than they did Sunday and and obviously better than those first two games against some stiffer competition. But for a team that, that spoke of the talent level defensively to be in the top third of the league on that end of the ball... The Warriors showed it tonight, and they were, gave a lot of it back by their inability to, to get the rebound, in particular in the first quarter and in the first half. The offensive boards, as you mentioned at the top of the show, were, were really problematic in different stretches of this game. But the Warriors were active defensively, clearly their best game on that end uh, of the first four. Yeah, and that's what allowed them to, to keep chipping away. I mean, you know, they ended up falling behind by, what, I think 10 points uh, at one point in this game into the third quarter, and it looked like, uh-oh, like are the Pistons going to start to maybe pull away and put this on them a little bit? But the Warriors clamped down defensively. Uh, you, you give a lot of credit to Oubre and, and Wiggins. Uh, Weissman was obviously huge. You know, when he checked back in, he looked like a different player. And I loved at one point in this game, J.D., where Weissman leaves his feet, takes a bad foul, or maybe they just gave up a bucket either way Steve Kerr <laughs> takes him out of the game literally for a possession just to have a little chit chat with him but then puts him right back out there I just I thought that was terrific you talk about a coachable moment and Fitz said this on the on the television broadcast and it's so apropos just for a little bit of context James Weissman has now played more games in the NBA than he did in college like that's nuts it's incredible and yeah I, I like that little moment too with, with, with Steve Kerr take him out say hey don't don't bite on the pump fake 
you're going right back in. You're going. You're going right back in the game. Let's let let's make it happen. And and my goodness, uh, he stole the show tonight uh, in, in terms of uh, the 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 block. He had a block on Plumley, and then he takes it coast to coast, uh, <laughs> middle of the fourth quarter for the dunk. I mean. That 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 is just as uh, that's that's James Wiseman in a nutshell. That's the that's the poster. That's the tantalizing talent. That that is the 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 great uh, upshot at the top of the scouting report. Yeah, that's that's the number two overall pick right there. And there was still some moments, you know. I think I called for a couple of travels and you know a couple of of not great fouls. I love there was one point though when he already had three fouls. Uh, it was you know Jeremy Grant was taking it to the cup and he just let him go there. You know if it's the fourth quarter, okay, maybe you foul him hard there. But in the third quarter, don't take your fourth foul because you're probably gonna have to go to the bench at that point. So I like the awareness there. Still moving a little quick. You know the game's still going pretty fast for him. Um, but you can tell uh, with each passing moment, you know. Know, in each coachable moment with Steve Kerr, starting to get more and more comfortable. Um, you know, I just can't wait to see where this dude's going to be at game twenty, game forty, year two. You know, things like that. I mean, he is just scratching the surface, and now has exceeded his collegiate games played total in the NBA four to three. Wouldn't you know it? And and this was a nice one for me too for him, JD, because he didn't get off to the best start tonight, right? You know, and the Warriors are getting killed on the glass, and they needed a lift, and and Wiggins gave it to him. Obviously, Steph, you know. We, we kind of can gloss over that when other guys, you know, go big the way that they did tonight. But obviously, Steph was key. But I thought Weissman, what, what he was doing defensively gave them such a big lift tonight. And you could tell everybody started to feed off of it. And, and yeah, foul trouble early for Weissman. He was out of the game at the 917 mark of the first quarter, not even three minutes in with a couple of fouls. So to see him be able to, to shake that off and still come back and be able to make an impact. I just like the fact that he's out on the floor uh, consistently. And I, I, to me, you got to – as far as he goes, you, you have to just let him make mistakes. You have to let him play big. And and you just have to take the good with the bad. So sure, if he picks yeah. up two fouls in less than three minutes, you got to take him out. But I think when you look up at the end of the night, uh, you know, it ended up only with 22 minutes. He fouled out uh, obviously, but a plus 23 in those 22 minutes. And it was clear when he came back into the game, it, it he was a difference maker tonight. He, he the, the plus 23 coincided with the eye test big time tonight. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it was clear that when he was out there, that's when this game was ultimately decided and the Warriors were able to turn it around. And I, I think, you know, the, the rebounding is going to be an issue and, you know, losing Marquise Chris for the year uh, certainly doesn't help. Obviously, when Draymond Green comes back, you hope that they're able to improve in that area. But I think it also speaks, J.D., to the, the type of defense that they played tonight, that dogged determination on defense because, I mean, look, they held the Pistons to 38% shooting. The Pistons had 16 more field goal attempts than the Warriors tonight, but the Dubs, they mess around and shoot 50% tonight while holding Detroit to 38%. I mean, that was the difference in this basketball game because, you know, three-pointers basically even 14-13, to 13, Warriors with a small advantage there. You know, by the time it was all said and done, you know, the rebounding was pretty even, but you look at that offensive glass, 16-4. to four. I mean, Detroit was getting those second-chance buckets in the first half. They weren't getting them in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's when the Warriors were, were able to find that next gear. So I'll give them all the credit in the world. This is the type of effort. I know some the cynic out there will say, oh, it's Detroit. Do it against the Lakers, do it against the Blazers. Okay, fair enough, but it's going to be a work in progress, and Warriors fans shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be picky and choosy right now. A, a win's a win. Two and two's two and two, man. 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it's against at this point because if you don't do it tonight and you don't do it on Sunday night, then nobody's going to be hanging out and waiting for you to do it against the Lakers or the Blazers because you'd be zero and four at that point. Right. And if, and when you're zero and four, then then the conversation and we're having a whole different conversation. We're having a conversation more similar at that point to what's going on in, in you know in the 2019-2020 season, uh, and nobody wants that. We got some breaking news uh, as well, uh, as the Warriors have announced that they have picked up the third-year option on Jordan Poole's contract. Uh, that was a formality. It has to be done, obviously. Uh, today was the deadline tonight, the deadline on that. So Jordan Poole's option for next season, is picked up for a first round pick. You have to pick up their third and fourth year option a year in advance, basically within a week uh, of the beginning of the regular season. So tonight was the deadline for next year. If the Warriors had not done that, he would be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, and now he's just somebody that's under contract for next year. Really a formality at this point, given sure. the price point uh, for Jordan Poole. Let's get to Eric and Milbray here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Eric. Hey, what's up, fellas? I like to uh, give credit to uh, Wiggins. A lot of people quick to criticize him. I hope this is the the momentum he got in that fourth quarter and throughout the game, especially that fourth quarter where he went off and really carried the Warriors to that win there. I hope this is what get to get him going because his problem in the league so far, even though he's the number one pick, is consistency. And that's what separates the great players from the good players. And so far he hasn't shown that throughout his career. And I'm hoping now he can probably get that going playing next to Curry and when Draymond gets back in, and obviously another guy is Oubre. He's in his contract year, so this is obviously a critical year for him. And when he's, you know, he's been a disaster of shooting the ball, but I think he can do all the little things defensively, make some drives to the bucket, and not settle for his jump shots when obviously he's been really awful. So what do you guys see going forward? Do you think this is the, the bump that uh, Wiggins need to go for? Because I know obviously it's Detroit. They're a bottom-of-the-barrel team. What do you think now going forward in this homestand? We're going to see where they're at because this is – this next seven games is not going to be easy. Maybe outside of that Sacramento game, it's going to be a really difficult uh, home schedule and gauge where this team is at. So what do you guys think about that? Thanks, Thanks Eric. Appreciate appreciate the call. Yeah, it's, it's go time. We're going to find out a lot about this team. The two against Portland, the Sacramento game, two more against the Clippers, and then they're playing Toronto and Indiana, who are playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. And, and, and I'll, just, I'll just lay it out. Sacramento's beaten Denver and Phoenix already. They're, they're playing better than the Warriors are. They're playing Denver again tonight uh, over in Sacramento. But you know their 2-1 their and one has been a little bit more impressive than the Warriors' 2-2 two and two to this point. Now, that being said, we'll see. And it's always an energetic game between those two. Uh, but, and that team tends to play well in spells, and they're in one of their good spells right now. They might be in one of their bad spells by the time they play the Warriors. But regardless... <laughs> Look, this is go time, and for Wiggins specifically, what are you going to do against Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington? What are you going to do against Harrison Barnes? What are you going to do against Paul George and Kawhi? That, those are the measuring sticks for, for him over the course of this next week, week and a half coming up. Yeah, bring it home. Bring bring it home and, and keep it rolling. We know that he's capable of these type of games. What he has never been able to prove is that he's capable of these type of games on a consistent basis. And he's, you know, he's a, a, a true talent that will tantalize you at times, but that's why it can be so maddening watching this guy play basketball because you see what it looks like when he's on and he looks good and he looks engaged and he's doing things at both ends of the floor. And then you see those nights where he's got that, you know, playing with that kind of malaise just kind of indifference to him and and that's where he kind of loses the his you know his supporters and honestly it's it's deserved so 
he's never going to be one of those thumpus chest guys. I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm, I can live with that. There's, there's enough of those guys around uh, in the NBA. Just go out there and, and deliver um, and, and look like you care. You can make it look like you care, JD, without being really demonstrative. But you're right. I mean, you know, this is a building block for him. It started in Chicago, started to look a little better. I was even talking to you, you know, yesterday or earlier today about, man, was that kind of optimal Andrew Wiggins? And you, you hope that it's not. You hope you're going to get some more scoring. And not only did he pick it up offensively tonight, obviously hit some big threes. He did it in crunch time, and he did it on the defensive end because they were getting out in transition, J.D. They were running. Uh, they had Steph going. I mean, Detroit just couldn't hang with them in the fourth quarter, and that's that's where Wiggins will tantalize you. So I guess the answer to the question is only time will tell. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, oh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is, has unlocked something. He's figured it out. No, no, it's going to be, okay, you had a really nice game. Now let's have another one and another one and another one. 888-957-9570. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors win in Detroit, 116-106. to How are you feeling about this Warriors team? And can Andrew Wiggins continue to play at the level that he has over the course of these last two games? We're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We're going to hear from Andrew Wiggins. We're going to hear from Steph Curry. All of that is coming up next right here. Warriors wrap-up, 95-7 the game. Right crossover dribble. Sees Wiseman, changes his mind. Shot by Plumley, blocked by Wiseman, who picks up the loose ball. Dribbles down the right side. He's going to go all the way up and jam it. Wiseman going coast to coast with the slam. That's your play of the game, and for him, it's the play of the year. 95-89 Warriors. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with Ryan Covey and John Dickinson on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, play of the night right there from James Weissman as he is able to block Plumlee's shot and then grab the ball and then and be able to take it all the way down the floor and, and move in for the dunk. Uh, it, it I didn't say this, and we got some phone calls to get to here in just a second. I didn't say this, Covey, in the first segment, but it made me think of Giannis. Right off the top, I just and I because I don't I don't like drawing those comparisons or putting you know certain guys' names in the same sentence too quickly. But that kind of a play is something that you see from the Greek freak. Yeah, there's only a handful of dudes in the NBA that can do those both of those things exclusively to block that shot in that fashion and to run the floor and throw it down. And I don't think it was any coincidence. Um, you know, right after that, they get a stop. Then Wiggins hits a three. All of a sudden, Dubs are up nine, and they never look back. That was all part of the run uh, when they started to pull away. So that was a massively important play in this basketball game. Let's get to Eeyore. Eeyore. In the city is up first here as we got people that want to squawk with us. It's JD and Covey, Warriors wrap up. Hey, Eeyore. Yeah, man. Wiseman looking like the truth. Y'all need to stop. Who cares how someone scores? Like, Covey, you keep bringing up the fact that he's not pounding his chest. I don't care how he scores. He can hit the floor. I, I said, I'm, hold on, hang on. I said, I'm cool with it. I said, I'm good with that. So, what, what's the problem? Like, I'm good with it. It's awesome. I'm, is Kovay, listen, bro. My problem is you're saying you're like you keep bringing up that like he's not doing like he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's getting buckets. When Steph's out on the school, on the floor, he's getting buckets. Like if you expect something else, like you like like this, it ain't sports. We're talking like 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 you know uh, uh, appearances and physical traits. Like it, it, it that doesn't matter. He scored 27 points. Is what matters. Right. It so we agree. Oh, go ahead. Let me... after. Stop bringing that up. That's like irrelevant for real. 
No, I don't think it's irrelevant. It's been part of the narrative about his career that there's a level of indifference about Andrew Wiggins, whether or not his team wins or loses. And he had a good game tonight. And just celebrate the win. And we can agree to disagree on that. I, I, wanted, I want to know that a guy that I'm paying that kind of money cares about whether or not a team wins or loses. And I'm, I'm still learning about Andrew Wiggins and who he is and who he's going to be as a Golden State Warrior. I think we all are. I'm not going to make any definitive proclamations one way or another. That would be uninformed and irresponsible. We know what the narrative is on Wiggins and what he's been through his whole career. And I was saying, if you listen closely enough, and I think it was pretty clear that I was actually okay with it. I think the direct quote was, we have enough guys around here that pump their chest. I don't care how he gets it done, just get it done. So actually, I think we agree, uh, if we're being honest. Well, and I think the issue that some have with Wiggins, and we've talked about this a lot, and we're going to continue to talk about it, is fair or unfair, his his personality the, the, uh, on the floor and I think with the media because the media is an extension of basically talking to the fans through the media. Players are able to, to, to communicate with the fans that way by the Q&As. He, he, he's kind of a quiet dude, and he's kind of – he just he, – he's got a little of that – that vibe that whether it's true or not, and I'm not even saying that I have the, the answer on this, but whether it's true or not, his demeanor is off-putting when he doesn't play well because the overwhelming majority of people want somebody that's not playing well to be really upset that he's not playing well and outwardly, demonstratively, like, damn it, hit the table, I got to play better or or play that way. And his game and his spoken word don't don't roll that way. And again, I don't know what it means or it doesn't mean. I'm not saying you're you're casting any aspersions on that either, but but that's just the the truth and the reality of the situation is that his demeanor at times it rubs people the wrong way when he doesn't play well. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually happy for Andrew Wiggins, and I'm happy there's Warriors fans out there that are going to bat for the guy. You should like I I, I mentioned this to Nick Ferdell the other night. I almost feel like uh, there's a segment of Warriors fans that would rather be right about Andrew Wiggins <laughs> than actually see him succeed. It's like no, 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 root for him. You want him to succeed. I want to talk about the resurgence of Andrew Wiggins and how it works out for him great in Golden State. We're their flagship. That means we're talking about a winning basketball team. He is critical to the success of this team. So ERA, good on you, man. I'm, I'm glad that you're going to bat for Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully he will give us all reasons to continue to believe in him, and this was a huge step in the right direction for him tonight. Joey in Foster City is up next here. Joey, you're on 95.7 The Game. What's up, guys? I was just wondering, what do you guys think about the Warriors this season? Do you think they're just going to beat the teams below 500 or worse? Like, the, you know, the Pistons aren't a great team in my book, neither are the Bulls, which are their last two wins. Do you guys think they're just going to beat teams that are kind of bad like that, or do you think they're going to give teams like uh, like the Rockets? Well, the Rockets are going through some changes, but like the Rockets and some other good teams in the West. Thanks for the call, Joey. I, I, think, I think for now... Look, I want to see him play some home games because the one thing I've, I know we've both watched a lot of games over the course of the last week. It's been a really weird start. There's been some bad teams beating good teams. There's been some good teams beating good teams up by 50 at halftime. There was another weird one tonight with Milwaukee. They were up 50 plus in Miami and knocked down an NBA record in terms of threes. There's been some weird energy in some of these games with all these places without fans for the most part 
and some teams just aren't up to play or they're resting guys even more than normal <laughs> this year. I know some of you out there are probably saying, wait a minute, like, wait, that's just how the NBA is. It's even, it's even weirder in the early going. And you've got these back-to-backs where teams are playing the same team a lot, two games in a row. So one game, maybe a team just completely doesn't show up. It's it set up some weird scenarios. Uh, I, I think at this point, I mean, I'll put the rat on the table. At this point, the Warriors look to me like they're about a 34 and 38 team. They they look like a team that that's going to be able to beat bad teams consistently, and they haven't proven that they can beat a good team. Now that being said, I do think, you know, they played much better the one game in Chase Center than they did the two games in Sacramento in the preseason. So I, I want to see how it looks over the course of these next seven at home when other teams are having to come and see them when they're you know, able to get into more of a regular routine with these seven games at home, I think, over 12 nights. Yeah, we're four games in. It's it's a, a really small sample size, and the NBA start has been crazy. It's dogs and cats living together, man. I mean, it's who knows what's going to happen. When the Clippers get boat raced by 50, like, you know, something's amiss in the league. Milwaukee's, what, one and three, whatever they are now? Or no, they won tonight, but they were one and two going into that game. Uh, it's just there's there's a lot of strange stuff going on. It's it's an unusual time on the planet. It's an unusual time for the NBA to be getting started. Um, and look, the Warriors, let's see what they look like with Draymond Green in the lineup. Okay, let's see what they look like when they've played four home games in addition to four road games. Uh, yeah, how they look against the Portland Trailblazers is going to tell us a lot. And it's in that, you know, and they're obviously going to play them twice in a row, J.D. So how they look after that little mini, you know, two-game set with the Blazers, we'll have a better indicator because that's Western Conference competition. There's some a lot of familiarity there, obviously, with Damon Steph. Uh, so we'll see what it looks like there. Um, hopefully, those others, I mean, Oubre still going to need to get his shot going. There's no question. I mean, he hit a three tonight, but we haven't seen, you know, he, he still definitely isn't dialed in offensively for Wiggins. Let's let's see him double down and, and go do it again uh, against the Blazers in the home opener. I think Steph, we, we've already seen it's, you know, were we worried about the rust and the layoff? No. I mean, Steph looks pretty damn good to me, and he's only going to get better. Like, we know if one thing's for sure, Steph is going to keep shooting, and, after, you know, the, that percentage will balance out over time, and Steph's numbers will be there uh, when it's all said and done. So, yeah, I mean, I think right now they're pretty much what we expected. I didn't think they would lose those first two games as bad as they did, but it's just a loss. By when well, I mentioned the pre-show, JD, two points or thirty-two points, a loss is a loss. So uh, maybe that ended up serving them well, getting their butt kicked like that. Because certainly they uh, they had a little bit of uh, of resolve and they showed that they're going to go out and, and finish strong. So two and two, yeah, they're about a five hundred basketball team, I think, when it's all said and done. But we got to see a little more before we can say for sure. No doubt. And if you split with Portland and you beat Sacramento and you, you look up and you're four and three on Monday night and we're doing Warriors wrap up after that game, then then Ooh. you know what? Maybe you're maybe you're trending more toward the thirty seven or thirty eight, you know, wins as opposed to maybe thirty four or thirty five. It can change fast. There's a lot still be to determine. You're right a hundred percent about Draymond Green getting him back in the mix is is gonna be a huge deal here. I, I this is just gonna be a very different season. It's even different than the bubble. Like the bubble the consistent high quality of basketball that we got used to in the bubble, that hasn't been there over the course of these eight nights so far. And I I think if there's one general takeaway for me, as far as the Warriors games, I'm with you. I'm blown away that they got beat as badly as they did in the first two. I'll be honest. I, I, I'm a little surprised that they struggled as much as they did in certain stretches of the Chicago and Detroit games, but it's a very good sign 
that they were able to fight through it and earn wins to get to two and two, which you add it all up. And if you're two and two, you can say, Hey, this was a good road trip. We talked about it on the pregame. If you're one and three, then all of a sudden it's a bad trip and you're playing some significantly better competition over the course of these next seven games than you did over the course of the last two. So I think that could have the, the potential to be problematic. You're listening to 95.7, the game KGMZ FM and HD one San Francisco, a radio.com sports station, John Dickinson, Ryan Covey here. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game. Let's get to Thomas in the city. Thomas in San Francisco is up next here on 95.7 the game. How you doing, fellas? Good, what's up, Thomas? Uh, for, yeah, what's up, man? First and foremost, uh, the, the, cup, the, the caller a couple calls back. I think he just misunderstood you guys. Must have had a little static in his radio. Thought you said something that you really didn't say, but to get past that, um, yeah, there are a couple things. What I want to say is Steve Kerr, man, he's got to be one of the greatest coaches out there, man. He told us before the season that it's going to be a little slow getting. We're going to improve every game. You know, we we want to put emphasis on positioning, people being uh, knowing their roles and being where they're supposed to be. And I swear, I watched every game, and I've seen them get better every game. And not only just – the team as a whole, but Wiseman, the rookie, and just to imagine this guy's 19 and he only played a couple games in college. Now he's in the NBA bodying up 25 and 28 and 30 year olds that got stripped, that been in the weight room and he holding his own. And I'm telling you, man, he going to get better, but the emphasis is on defense. See, it's okay to miss shots. Sometimes Kelly Oubre mission shots, Wiggins, but the thing is, if you come to the Warriors, it's going to be emphasis on defense. You're not going to play in the, for us and don't play no D. So Andrew Wiggins and Oubre, long as they DN people up and don't get lost on that part of the court, it's one thing. The shots, they're going to come every game. Even Steph Clay missed shots. I remember he started a year where he missed a bunch of threes and then he got going. Right. The emphasis, the championship pedigree, the emphasis on defense, and rebounding, you can stay in any game and play with anybody when you're getting stops and steals. So we're going to get better, man. The Wiggins thing, the Wiggins is a 20-point-per-game score, man. He's been getting buckets, but we're not going to let you fall asleep on the other side of the court where the defense is is the, is the, uh, the pinpoint, you know what I mean? Because we know that's how you win games. And the, the, as the season go on, we're going to get better. They're going to start talking about us. Steph will come alive, start hitting eight, nine threes a game, and we're going to look better. Man, I'm excited about the season. I just wanted to chime in. I usually don't call, but I was just excited because I like how they balled out tonight. Thanks for taking Thomas, my call. Good night. We appreciate it. Don't make it be the last time you call in. If you're feeling that urge, Thomas, you pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-957-9570. In all seriousness, Steve Kerr does deserve credit because it does feel like he has very quickly adjusted from what he thought he was going to try to accomplish these first couple of games. He's talking about simplifying things. He's changed some roles up, uh, and, and the players have responded. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, and then, by the way, yeah, Thomas, don't be a stranger. That was a hell of a call, uh, and, and he's right. And, and look, Andrew Wiggins has been getting buckets. We know he can score. It's, it's about doing everything, and it's about doing it consistently. That's going to be a consistent theme on this show. We're going to do our nightly Wiggins check, check in on him, see how he's doing. <laughs> and, you know, once we get to a certain point, hopefully we don't have to do the check-in on Wiggins because we already know what time it is. He's going to bring it every night. And, you know, if it's ever going to happen for him, it's going to be here with this Golden State Warriors franchise. And I really... Really, 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 J.D., want to see what it looks like with Draymond Green out there. Can I get a little Draymond Green with this basketball team? Because I agree with Thomas 100%. You've done a lot of shows with me, J.D. You know I'm all about when this team brings that defense, they give themselves a chance to win. When the dubs were in their heyday, you don't go on 18-0 runs without getting stops, man. It's all part of it. So I totally agree. That's something that they can hang their hat on as, as the calling card of this basketball team. And in crunch time, I mean, they turned that deficit around pretty quick tonight, J.D., and in crunch time, they were getting stops. They were they went on that run and they ultimately buried the Pistons. So great call, couldn't agree more. Now let's just see a little more of it. Lance Corda Madera, ninety five seven. The game. Hey Lance, you're up next here at Warriors wrap up. Hey guys, thanks for uh, letting me chime in. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Wiggins, um, and you know a couple of thoughts. So. I, I think that consistency and personality are mutually exclusive. And I think that um, his personality to me strikes me to be very similar to Crawford, who played, you know, shortstop for the Giants. It's a good call. He wasn't terribly, de- he wasn't terribly demonstrative and was kind of even keeled. And I think that Wiggins gets beat up too much because of the way he is as a person. Consistency is an issue, and I think he'll get there. Um, ultimately, I think he'll he'll reach his potential when he's truly the third or fourth option offensively. I think he's buying in to what the team is trying to do defensively for sure. Uh, certainly tonight was a great sign of that. Um, and I just wanted to share those thoughts. Thanks for letting me dial in. Thanks, Lance. Good. That's a that's a pretty good comp, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing. Andrew Wiggins has played 457 NBA games. Like, he's not James Weissman. We're not still learning. Like, that is the book on Andrew Wiggins. Now, the good news is there's still time to change because you can say, well, you played the first, uh, you know, 400 and whatever, 50 games, 440 games with a terrible franchise uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, you know, we can we can give him the benefit of the doubt on that, keep it moving, but now you're here with the dubs and, you know, the standard's going to be higher on both ends of the floor and hopefully you can continue to produce and, and continue uh, to get better. I'm Look, this isn't the night where we crush Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was the reason the Warriors won this game tonight, and and I'll, you know I want to go on record and be the first to say that. I just you know we, we want to see it time and time again. That's all. That's been the knock on. He's a number one overall pick. We know the dude can play ball. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got a lot of people that want to chat tonight. The calls have been real good here uh, for the most part on Warriors wrap up throughout these first four games on ninety five seven. The game, so we want to we want to let the people speak, and that means pre- Priest in Palo Alto. Priest, you're up next here on Warriors wrap up. Hey, Priest. Hey, how are you doing? Um, thanks for taking good. my call. I just want to say we haven't even seen the team yet. Everybody's trying to gauge where where they're going to be. Let's wait until the team comes together with 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 Draymond because that's a huge piece, and that's going to that kid is going to help Wiseman, Wiggins, and Curry 
in ways that we can't even imagine. Steph hasn't even been himself yet. So we haven't seen the team. The team is just starting to gel. They haven't even started yet. So trying to figure out what kind of team this is right now, I think it's way too early. In the next 10, 15 games, maybe we'll see what this team is really all about. Trying to say in the next two games we're going to see where this team is. That's Draymond's first two games with the team. So I'm saying this to say, I said all that to say this. Let's enjoy it for now, but this team hasn't even come together yet. I think, and I've been saying this all forever since Wiseman got drafted here. He will be the second best player on this team by the end of this year. He will be the second best player on this team by the end of this year. Wiggins will be Wiggins, will be Wiggins, will be Wiggins. <laughs> and that's darn good as far as I'm concerned. I love it. So, I'm, and Oubre hasn't even come around yet. So, just give it a minute, fellas. Just give it a minute. Cool. Thanks, Priest. Go ahead. Jump I, in. I could, yeah, can't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. Like, all we have to go on is the first four games, right? And first two went terrible. Game three, they stole one tonight. Hey, by the time this game was all said and done, the Warriors won this game, and, and they were definitely the superior basketball team. I will I will give them all the credit in the world for the way they closed out in this game. Most NBA games are won in the fourth quarter, and there was no doubt who the better team was down the stretch. So this was this was a legitimate team road win tonight but let's face it this was a a really truncated preseason a couple of preseason games a couple of guys had COVID in camp it's you know as as unprecedented of a scenario as as we've ever seen uh for you know the build-up to an NBA season so they are going to get the benefit of the doubt and and they do get time to make it right and you're not rolling in as the LA Lakers right you know making some subtle changes and you still got your nucleus like you're without Clay Thompson again. Steph Curry missed most of the year last year. He's never played with Wiggins or Ubre. You got James Weissman, who's in his fourth NBA game. Like, th- there's is going to be a process, and I'm glad Priest mentioned it. Even when we see what it looks like with Draymond for a couple games, like Friday night, let's say Draymond plays. That's Ubre's first game with Draymond. That's Steph and Draymond's first game together with Wiggins and and Weissman. Like. It's going to take time. And then the, the bench then finds some more natural roles. And now you've empowered a guy like Juan Toscano Anderson. So I agree. Like, we can really take an accurate gauge of this team after, you know, we'll check in at 10 games and 20 games. I mean, we'll do it nightly because that's how we roll. Uh, but in reality, we need to see a larger sample size before we can say, oh, this is a playoff team. Or, oh, man, this team's not any good. We, we just don't know yet. Yeah, and and as far as Wiggins goes, this has been Andrew Wiggins' career. Like, the reason we're having this conversation tonight and because he's such a polarizing figure and player is because Andrew Wiggins throughout his career has been exemplified by these first four games at the Warriors. A couple of premium competition games, and he's semi-nowhere to be found. A couple of games against some lesser opponents, and it's like, oh my God, here's Andrew Wiggins. He looks like he could be one of the one of the best small forward, uh, you know, three fours in in the league. And and then it leaves you wanting more for what's ahead. And then he trickles right back down, maybe against Portland in one of these two games to where he was, and he never quite finds that consistency. So that's the reason why. I mean, this is our first indoctrination into the Andrew Wiggins experience, but 
to this point through four games, it's a lot like maybe what somebody in Minnesota would be telling you is the Andrew Wiggins experience. We still have a lot of people on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Mo in West Oakland is up next here. Hey, Mo, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, fellas, what's up? Thanks again for letting me call in. Uh, I appreciate Brother Priest. He's right. I, was going to, I wasn't even going to call because after four games, I've been doing some calling. I'm like, let's see what they look like a little beyond, look like a little bit beyond this. But I have to give Oubre his props. Anybody could go into a sunken hole after not being able to hit his shot. The guy has that warrior mentality. And what I mean by that is, man, don't give up. If your shot is not there, play defense. Defense creates offense. So that's I just wanted to say that. And also with Wiggins, real quick, the difference I'm hoping, I'm hoping, fellas, the difference might be with Wiggins. In Minnesota, he had only one guy in Jimmy Butler who was trying to motivate him. In out here in Golden State, the whole team is motivated to win championships from top to bottom. So maybe that would gravitate more to him than him pulling the team down. Once again, fellas, I appreciate you letting me call. Peace out. Thanks, Mo. Appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. And, you know, Ubre is probably a guy we haven't talked enough about tonight. Uh, 14 points. He, he did finally hit a three. It was it was his only three of the night. He missed a couple of free throws, but he did shoot six of ten overall. And say what you want for his shooting. The dude's a dunker, man. Like, he, he can dunk. <laughs> like, and he yeah. ain't afraid to go up and attack the rim. I'll give him that. No, he'll throw it down, big man. And, yeah, man, you look at the final line, you know, five boards, couple of steals, messed around, blocked a couple of shots tonight. Like, this was a, this was a you know, a classic Ubre game. You know, maybe still not where you want him to be offensively. You know, you want him, you know, more around that, you know, 18 to 20-point mark. And, and that'll come once he starts knocking down his three. But you'll take 6 to 10 all day, and that stat line uh, in 29 minutes for uh, for Kelly Ubre Jr. And, and especially when you consider how it's looked the first couple of games for him, I thought – Maybe he started to find something in Chicago. Still didn't have the shot dialed in, but definitely had the effort. It was evident, and he carried that over into Detroit. I would expect it to continue. He just seems to be getting more comfortable. He looked to me like a guy that felt like he was coming in to replace Clay Thompson, and you ain't going to come in and replace Clay Thompson. That would have anybody maybe trying to do a little too much, J.D. Matt and Vallejo is next. Matt, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Matt. How you guys doing? Happy holidays. Too, Happy bro. holidays to you. Yeah, so uh, just, you know, a couple things. My my old man, he's pessimistic, and I'm pretty optimistic. So you know how that goes when you're watching the same ball game together. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just told him, you know, it's, we, we, split the, we split the road trip, two and two. You just faced the Greek freak. You know, you, you had to go out and play some talent with KD. You know, you split it. You got a couple good wins, boost the confidence. Uh, Wiggins, of course, you look good. And, you know, just to respond, like, you know, Oubre, he – from what he's had the first few games, there's nowhere but up, you know. So he's got to love that feeling, you know, just as a confidence builder. So I think the Dubs coming into this trip, you know, especially with seven uh, home games, I believe, you're going to get Draymond, you know, whether he can, you know, defend or not at that premium level, you know he's going to air out that court and, you know, get those shooters open when he needs to. So let's go Dubs. We got this. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the call. I, I mean, I, I use the golf analogy. To me, this is a par. You, you go. This is this was a this was a par two in these in these first four games, and the Warriors 
they made par. If you only win one, it would have been a bogey. If you didn't win any, it would have been a it would have been an ugly double bogey that that you would have had to you know make some birdies or or an eagle somewhere down the line to make up for. But the two is two is price of admission. It's a, it's a par. So I, I've got no problem with where they're at, at at this point, even if it wasn't always pretty, even in the two games they won. 100% cosign, and uh, plenty of reasons to believe guys like Ubre, Weissman, they're only going to continue to get better. Uh, you know, good game from Pascal tonight coming off the bench. I mean, there was just a lot of a, a lot of quality play by guys tonight. And again, I mentioned it at the outset, Damian Lee, shout out to D. Lee, knocked down a couple more threes tonight, including the big dagger. I like where his game's coming along too, man. He's even being asked to guard bigger guys as well, um, small forwards and stuff. He's been switching out. Like, I, I think Damian Lee's game's in a really nice spot right now. And he's got to be playing. I, I mean, I know Steve Kerr's yeah. messed around with who's in the rotation, who's out of the rotation. Damian Lee has to be in the rotation at this point. Uh, he's carved out some time for, for Jordan Poole here or there. Mulder wasn't in it, and then he was, and, and Mulder was not good tonight. It, it looks like maybe he might be headed out of the rotation. And the one surprise before we get to back to the phones with Robin, the one surprise has been Bazemore. Bazemore basically has been a non-factor DNP coach's decision for the second straight game, and he barely played the game in Milwaukee. I know Bazemore can be a high-risk, high-reward kind of a bench guy, and I know Steve Kerr did address it before the game, the fact that he he's trying to learn more about some of the other players the Warriors have. He knows what Bazemore can provide. It feels to me like Lee and Bazemore should be the guys in the rotation. I know you want to get Poole a shot, and the Warriors picked up his option tonight, but the guy that, that maybe finds his way on the outside looking in is Mulder. But the reality is he's got three guys, basically, where he's going to have to hunt and peck and choose and and find the right guy for that night or the right guy that, that that's having a little bit of a hot streak either way. Yeah, and I guess, you know, maybe he's still got a bit of a card to play with Bazemore. He wanted to give some other guys a shot first. At least, you know, Bazemore's a veteran, uh, and so there's probably going to be a little bit of trust there. I, I kind of like the fact, because, you, know, you know, Bazemore wasn't, you know, promised anything from a playing time standpoint when he came here. Um, uh, you know, there were some other guys that I think Kerr wanted to get a look at, you know, some younger guys. But Ken Bazemore is going to have a part to play on this basketball team before it's all said and done. I would, I would think that he would. I mean, you, you're probably just going to need the body at some point. So I don't think there's too much to take away from that. But, yes, Damian Lee, I think all Dub Nation can echo, uh, you know, and it's not just what he did hitting that shot against the Bulls. That alone will get you a lot of love uh, because it won him the basketball game. But but he's been solid the last couple of games in particular, and, and he's earned playing time for sure. And let's face it, like, you know, they got now hiring signs all over the minutes available on this bench for the Dubs. There's nothing promised to, to Pascal. I mean, you know, Wanamaker, he's a veteran. But, you know, outside of that, like, who, who's guaranteed run on this bench? Like, Steve Kerr's looking for guys that are going to step up and, and taking advantage of this opportunity. So these guys should feel hungry and, and feel like this is their time to go get it. Robin in San Francisco. Robin, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Robin. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, I just want to say I'm going to take this one game at a time. Uh, I like the fact, uh, tell me, I, I think I saw a lot more off-the-ball action instead of just uh, – Perimeter at the three, I saw a lot more driving uh, to the basket, which to me tells me that the kid, they're getting, you know, some type of basketball IQ in terms of cutting um, and let's uh, and uh, playing off the ball a little more. I, I like that. And uh, to speak to Ryan's point, a couple of days ago, I heard him say they were just out there, but it looks like they're actually 
have some, it didn't look like a pickup game, put it that way. It looked like they did have some type of where they were going. Um, so I, I do like that. Um, but I do want to say this, and you guys tell me what you think. They're going to need to replace um, Marquise Chris because Looney, I love Looney. And people call him trash everything, but see, they, he, he's where he's supposed to be. The defense, you can tell they're developing him on defense. But they're going to have to replace him because you can't count on Looney for all those minutes, you know, the play and, and, and his body. And he's really playing out of position when he plays the center position. I wanted to hear you guys' feedback on that, not to be Debbie Downer. And one last comment, if if, if the Chicago Bulls and um, uh, uh, Detroit are, are pitiful teams, and that's good that the Warriors beat both of them because they're at the same level, right? At least they're not losing to pitiful teams. At least they're, beat, they're beating them. Peace well, out and Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year, Robin. I mean, if you're not beating Chicago and Detroit, the question becomes, well, who are you going to beat? I mean, let's just be honest. Because if you can't beat Brooklyn and Milwaukee, that's one thing. If you can't beat Chicago and Detroit, which, by the way, the Warriors beat Chicago twice last year when they went 15-50. and Uh, Detroit came into chase and beat the Warriors last year in early January, the first Saturday of the new year. So uh, for the Warriors to be able to, to win a game against a team that they didn't win a year ago. I think that's a that's a pretty good sign. As far as Looney, Looney's a center in this offense and, and in today's NBA more specifically. I, I do agree that they're going to have to watch his minutes, but I think where you're going to see them make up for it, and this actually got addressed a little bit uh, in the pregame, it's going to be Wiseman, obviously, if he could stay out of foul trouble tonight. He didn't play as much because of the foul trouble, but it's also going to be Pascal, who played some small ball five with the second unit. Yeah. And it's going to be Draymond, I think, as well, once he gets going. You can play him some. And I think you could be more comfortable playing Draymond at some center minutes even now because you know that you've got Wiseman in your back pocket. It's not like Draymond's going to have to get worn down all the time. It can just be certain spurts and stretches of the game. Yeah, it depends on what you know the opposition's throwing at you. Clearly, it may need to be something that's going to be addressed uh, if they're going to bring in another body. I think right now it would be a big, um, you know. So we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. But hopefully, we, we've seen Draymond play the five in the past, and you know the loss of Chris sucks. Like there's no getting around it. Marquise Chris was really important to this team on both ends of the floor. Now, is it a catastrophic blow to their chances of maybe being a playoff team this year? No, you can overcome it, but. But it's like a lot of things. You're going to have to spread that burden out. And now you look at what this team was supposed to look like coming into this year. It's you don't have Clay Thompson or Marquise Chris. OK, hopefully they can get around that. But you can't really take another broadside to a key cog and have them out for, you know, 20 plus games, let alone for the entire season. So in that respect, they already kind of have their back against the wall. But you just you can't play with scared money right now. Anyway, you just got to go out there and let the chips fall where they may. And if they feel like they need to get a five at some point, they will. Let's hear a little post-game sound following this one. Warriors get the job done tonight. They win in Detroit 116-106. to 106. It's Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey. We really appreciate all the phone calls tonight. Uh, some great interaction uh, with the listeners out there on 95.7 The Game, and, and we appreciate it. The calls have been really strong uh, in the early going here, uh, these first four games, so we want to make sure and let everybody know we really appreciate that here on 95.7 The Game. Let's go ahead and hear a couple of cuts from Steve Kerr before we call it a night, and one from Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Here's Steve Kerr 
after the ball game talking about the fourth quarter uh, production from both Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman. I think so. I think I think so. Uh, he was he was phenomenal. I mean, he just took over the game. You know, knocking down threes, getting to the rim, getting to the foul line. Yeah, Andrew was fantastic. Just that whole fourth quarter. I don't know how many points he scored in the fourth, but uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was just huge, and uh, I also thought James had a really good stretch in the fourth, where his uh, his size and his presence in the paint for the first time, really, you know, in the four games, it, it looked like he sort of knew what his job was to protect the rim, not foul, use his size and his athleticism, and he made a couple of big plays where we got stops and uh, scores at the other end, and of course his Giannis play was pretty impressive too uh, in transition. The Giannis play. That's right. Yes. So I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the yeah. only one that was that thought, oh, my God, that looks like the Greek freak. Yeah, let's just put a little more pressure on him. It's his fourth game, for God's sakes. But that was impressive. No doubt. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to do it. I told you I didn't want to do it. But if Steve Kerr's doing it roll. for crying out loud, if yeah. Steve Kerr's doing it for crying out loud, then what the hell am I supposed to do? Yeah, uh, no, you're but in yeah. good company there, Jay. <laughs> Wiggins, man. Uh, 17 in the fourth quarter. Again, one of the best fourth quarters. It equaled the best fourth quarter of his career. He did have a 17-point fourth quarter against Cleveland going back to 2017. Let's hear a little bit more from the head coach. Uh, Biggest takeaways on both ends of the ball tonight for this Warriors team. I thought it was the best defensive game we've played. We were more connected. We got hurt by a lot of offensive rebounds, but you know we were getting stops. We held them to 38% shooting, and it just felt like we, we were smarter, tougher, and uh, contesting more shots. Didn't give them a whole lot of easy stuff. So I thought that set the tone, and then we got some tremendous individual performances, uh, obviously, Steph. But I thought Andrew's fourth quarter keyed everything. The second unit to start the fourth quarter, I think it was a one-point game going into the fourth. And we built the lead up to 10 or 11 uh, with Steph on the bench. So that was a huge stretch for us. Yeah, a couple of big stretches there. Uh, I, I do want to sneak one quick one in. We we got to uh, wrap it up here. I do want to sneak one more in, though, from Andrew Wiggins. He was the player of the game tonight for the Warriors. Uh, and he discussed... What may have helped him get, in, uh, get out of his funk uh, tonight? So good. You know, I feel like in my career, I've done a lot of that. You know, I had some success at it. Uh, so to be able to do it here, you know, have some success at it here too, you know, it feels good. You know, I know I'm capable of doing it. Yeah, so Wiggins uh, asked about getting, you know, the ball in his hands as well, if that helped him get back in, in more of a rhythm. Uh, it always helps him get into more of a rhythm, uh, getting the ball in, in his hands a little bit more, trying to be a little bit more dominant with it. Uh, final couple of thoughts here before we get out uh, on this Tuesday. Good flight home for the Dubs. Great team win and just something to build on. Uh, and, and now Steve Kerr has got something to, to compare and contrast with as to what is an acceptable effort and what isn't. And I love that Kerr mentioned you know, the, the fact that they held him to, what, 31% shooting. It was the second chance points that were keeping the Pistons in this game because uh, the Warriors actually played really nice defense the whole way. And they got rewarded in the fourth quarter. You're supposed to beat bad basketball teams. They handled their business. Bring on the Blazers, baby. Let's go. All right, that's going to do it for us, uh, for Sterling Bennett, for Ryan Mauser, for Bobby Spang, uh, and also Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. That'll do it for us. We are going to be back at 6 o'clock on Friday, New Year's night, uh, with the Warriors and 
the Portland Trailblazers right here at 95.7 The Game. Warriors live at 6 o'clock. Jim Barnett will join us before the game. And then, oh, of yeah. course, we'll have Warriors wrap-up for you after the ball game as well. Uh, Warriors get the win, 116-106. to 106. Uh, We'll talk to you on Friday. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, 2020 in the books. We'll talk to you again here in 2021. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.